One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Boom Batties, Pete Donaldson here from the Pete bit of the Luke and Pete show. Watcher. Yeah, the way you said that was like I wasn't here as well. Fatty Boom Batties. I am here. You are here. Imagine if I had to do this by myself, that'd be confusing, wouldn't it? Maybe we should trial that. I, I do, do I do like a show by myself and then you do the Thursday one. Oh, I try trying to sort of sh- sh- share the work like Yeah. Or yeah. double it in many ways. Because yeah. I gotta talk for ages. Pete Donaldson, the podcast game, um what's that um, word, Pete, that people use for Japanese anime? Podcast game anime character Pete Donaldson. Uh, yeah, that works, doesn't it? It works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it works. I'm Luke Moore. That is Pete Donaldson. Uh, we are here with Luke and Pete. Show. I think this is episode eighty, but as we established on the last episode, we just don't know. You ain't got a clue. No one knows. It doesn't actually matter. So the only reason it matters things. is because it gets labelled properly on iTunes, and then people can refer to it when they're emailing and saying, "Oh, that thing you talked about on that episode," mm. which we can't remember anyway. Good point. Gives them a it gives them a bit of an anchor, doesn't yeah. it? And uh, it'll be great for the lawyers in our uh, eventual trial. <laughs> yeah, they can indeed. sort of uh, reference a particular episode. Indeed. So last time around, we talked a bit about eggs that are like condoms. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant. Uh, a school prank that went way too far. Soda yummy. Soda yum. Putting the uh, yum in sodium. Mm. Um, what else? Oh, Don't... gadgets. Gadgets. We had lots of emails about gadgets. We'll get to those next week. I think. Needless gadgets. Not needless. <laughs> Why <laughs> are they needless? Gadgets. Well, I mean, a blood uh, what a heart rate monitor and a. Um... A blood pressure monitor. You've just you've just shed billions off the gadget market by saying that. <laughs> Never use the word not needed. in. Much yeah, needed. I don't know what, why am I not seen as this kind of like visionary of the future. A few reasons, when... <laughs> a, a number of reasons. <laughs> I've I've got an Amazon Prime account. That's how I get all my tech. If I've never seen like a a, a, um, a news story about I don't know like Jeff Bezos, which yeah. says. Um, <laughs> Bezos uh, would have made the the uh, the AGM, but was unfortunately unavailable due to falling asleep in Hyde Park and getting so sunburned he couldn't move. Visionary, that doesn't happen. No, because he'd probably have like a Tesla uh, sunblocker or something. He'd have, that's, that's Elon Musk. He'd have, oh, yeah. well, he, <laughs> oh, Bezos is Amazon, isn't he? Yeah. He drives a really crap car, doesn't he? He probably has someone to get the sunburn for him. Yeah. 
Probably got some, but can you? I, I want to go on the Sunday, but to be honest, I haven't got time. I like those. Can I you like, get some? I like me? those Twitter posts where like Elon Musk or um, Jeff Bezos basically goes, uh, basically go, I, I don't know what to do with all my money, and then it cuts to Amazon employees like forced to not go to the toilet and stuff. Like yeah. that. I do understand. I do. I do wonder why that, why a man that powerful and that wealthy allows that to happen. Now I understand the bottom line is is there, mm. but the PR damage. Presumably takes care of the savings anyway. Nah, they don't. They don't pay, like very few big corporations pay um, big amounts of corporation tax or, or, or decent amounts of corporation tax in in Britain. And yet, I still use their products because it's convenience, and I am lazy. Yeah. I've got a friend, a good friend of mine, Duncan, bloody good friend of mine, actually, one of my closest friends. He is very principled about companies he will and won't use to the point where he's got like a blacklist. Which he doggedly sticks to. It's very hard. Throughout his, I know exactly. Very difficult. But he is he is one of the most stubborn men in a good way that I've if ever you, met. If you go far enough the pole, up the pole, you are going to experience because you're in business. Like you're a dickhead anyway. Because you've got to be a dickhead. You've got yeah. to be ruthless. You've got to be a shit. Yeah, um, indeed. And so you're always going to find something problematic. You just always are. In the, I think I think he's I think he's down to about three airlines he can actually use now. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as EasyJet can fly, easy, I'm trying to get around the world on EasyJet. But his, his, his wife got injured on a holiday once or a trip away once, and they they were terrible at helping her get home, so he never used them since. Right, <laughs> one's been like so bad with it. Like, like he's got about three airlines he can literally use. Wow, that's it. Um, I should get him to email in with his list of um of blacklisted companies and why. That'd be quite good. Yeah, but um, I haven't got that to hand. One thing I have got to hand though, Pete, is something I really wanted to read to you, mm. which to me and for my money and hopefully for the listeners uh, who are tuning in, the news story of the year. Right. I'm just going to read it to you. I don't think you would have seen it. Big potatoes, mate. Big it's potatoes. brilliant. Listen to this. A Polish charity has received a huge what? phone bill. I can't believe this. I wrote this in my phone. You've been serious? Yeah, I was going to read this out as well. Oh, look, man. Look. look at that. We're on the same blooming wavelength, Donny. Wait a minute. Where's me notes? Notes. Twitter post. Where does that take us? A yeah. Polish environmental group. All right, shall I read it or do you want to read no, it? No, I read it. I don't have the facts. <laughs> I'm like you, but but worse researched. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, actually. Um, a Polish charity has received a huge phone bill after it lost, lost a GPS tracker that it placed on the back of a stork. <laughs> According to official broadcaster Radio Poland, the environmental ecologic group placed a tracker on the back of a white stork last year to track the bird's migra- uh, migratory habits. It travelled some 3,700 miles and was traced to the Blue Nile Valley in eastern Sudan Ooh. before the charity lost contract. Uh, contract lost contact. Mm. Ecologic told the Super Express newspaper that somebody found the tracker in Sudan, <laughs> removed the SIM card, put it in their own phone, and then racked up 20 hours worth of phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving that. Uh, and the- I like that. I like the fact that the systems uh, kind of meant to track this kind of uh, this, this this GPS signal probably didn't have a handle on like you know what it was spending. <laughs> no. <laughs> Radio Poland says the organisation received a phone bill of over 10,000 Polish lotty Love or £2,064, which it will have to pay. It's, that seems underwhelming for me. No ambition. It would have been long distance. It would have been uh, probably would have been long distance at huge am- amounts of, uh, of, 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 of uh, like it would have been really expensive. I think. But the thing, the thing I, the thing I don't get about the story is that it explicitly says here 20 hours worth of phone calls. Right. Mm. So there is like a a decent level of shithousery going on here because you're they're obviously thinking 
I suppose I've got, I mean, I've got this SIM card. I might as well just make unnecessary. No one needs to make 20 hours no. of phone calls. They're just doing it because they think it's not me paying for it. It's almost <laughs> like you get given a supermarket sweep and you get loads of food you don't need yeah. and it'll all just go off. Just, just rots. Just Pe- the, yeah. People on the other end of the line. I've been on, I've been talking to you for an hour. You've not said anything yet. What's going on? <laughs> well, what it is is actually I've got this SIM card and it's free. So I just thought I'll call you. Well, you, what you're doing is you're wasting my time. You're, you're not, wasting energy. You're wasting both of our time and you're costing <laughs> the charity a lot of money. <laughs> There's a lot to enjoy about that story. I wish I could do this show by phone. Well, some would argue that you... You, you, you do phone you it do. in. Um, apparently, anyway, just, just to finish off the story, stork tagging plays an important role in environmentalist research and the conservation of migratory birds um, can be used to help scientists assess their habits, social behaviour and know, threats. Do you know how the, um, they could have saved money there, this what? Polish environmental group? What? Just ask the stork where he's gone. Yeah, where are you going? Where are you going, mate? What are yeah. you doing? What are you doing today? It's a little diary. I'll keep a diary. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, and the thing about Start it is... Start a though, vlog. And this charity deserves everything it gets because the white stork is apparently not currently at risk. Oh, foolish. Well, probably due to their fine work. Yeah. I imagine. Well, not due to their security Guess work. Keep an eye. Listen, that SIM card's expensive, so keep an eye on it, will you? I think they're... Uh, yeah, I think their funding's at risk. Yeah. I think their funding's endangered. It, it came back. Oh, where's the SIM card? Ah, oh, yeah. I was going to talk to you about that. Got, uh, got whipped off me Some... back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, what's been floating your boat, Donaldson? Oh, that, apparently. Loads of stuff. Uh, I'm still recovering from uh, dreadful sunburn. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that's going to leave me at some point. Um, um, what did I do over the weekend? What did I do? I went to a birthday party and um, Chesney Hawks played. Uh, but get this, Chesney Hawks did songs uh, that the person who booked him liked. As in, he just did covers of songs that the birthday boy liked. He's learnt that ahead of time. Amazing though. Yeah, exactly. So he's playing his guitar, he's playing like Walking on Sunshine, Walking on Sunshine, and uh, Summer 69. It's so weird seeing Chesney Hawk sing those songs. I've got a, um, I don't know the guy in question, I don't even know whose birthday it was, but um, I think if if you're getting an artist to play some songs you like for your birthday specifically, and Mm. you end up with Chesney Hawks playing I'm Walking on Sunshine, that sends a message. What do you mean? I think it's low rent. What, what do you mean, low rent? It's, it's Chesney You're Hawk. paying for Chesney Hawks to not do his normal set, i.e., I am the one and only, and then come back and do. What was the second song? It was that one he did for the Buddy Holly musical. Right. Um, Probably does. I, I imagine he I'm does. A man, not a boy. That's right. I imagine he does um, I am the one and only more than once at live shows. He does it in acoustic kind of. I'm the one and only. Then he puts the backing track on for the, for the finale. There you go. But yeah. he's very self-aware. He's had the um, mole removed, which is very disappointing. Yeah. Maybe he got maybe he got caught. Maybe he got um, sunburned and he was worried about the uh, the movement of it. But it's all right for you to get um, your sweat glands lasered off, but it's not all right for Chesney Hawk to have a mole removed. Well, that's cosmetic, isn't it? I'm a big sweaty mess. I'm ruining <laughs> clothes, mate. That's true. I'm ruining reputations. That's true. My reputation. Whose birthday was it? Was it anyone famous? Uh, it was a guy called Tetley, who's a very well thought of guy, very high up in sales. And you know we sort of see. <laughs> so people, no, then. Well, what I was talking about earlier, as in, if you're in business, like you have to be a bit of a c-word. Like this guy's like quite high up, and you sort of go, "How come everyone loves him?" And he's really nice. It's really mm. weird. I'm well, like, how how have you managed to get so high but still keep everyone on side and be nice? Is he like, living some sort of Patrick Bateman type existence? <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Uh, but his name's Tetley because he's from uh, the north. So there you go. You went to a birthday party Tetley. where Chesney Hawks was the uh, was the was the main event. It was in the Leadenhall building. Uh, it was like 40, oh, nice. 41, uh, 41 floors up. Beautiful. Nice spot. Yeah, nice spot. Stunning. I mean, that is that is a man who clearly knows how to push the boat out when it comes to his birthday. We were looking at the boats and the Thames. I'm mistrustful of a person as an adult who gets too into their own birthday, though. What do you mean? Well, I just don't think it's. I, I think he's fifty. Oh, it's his fiftieth, is yeah. it? Okay, well, fair enough then. Fair he enough. Had, apparently, had a legendary one on his fortieth as well. But it was a f- 
flipping good party. Good. Well done him. And uh, I've not had a birthday since I was thirty. Um, well, you have. You've not had a party since you were thirty. I'm not a party. Is it if a birthday falls in the woods? You know, it's just like, do you celebrate? Do you ever really do anything? Like, I'm always surprised that people want to celebrate or want to sort of go. But, what are we could do if your birthday. Like, but the way you said that. And I know you as a man who will talk to girls in bars and say you're 30. So it, it gives you the context of thinking that you're still How 30. How rude. Um, there we go. I've not been to any birthday parties at all. I have... Uh, don't get invited to them. I know, I don't. I don't. Yeah. And to be fair, it's one of those things where... I have my own friends. I don't. Five words. <laughs> there we go. I don't have a, uh, I don't have a particularly interest in going anyway. So it's, everyone's, everyone wins. <laughs> everyone wins. <laughs> yeah. You're a cat man. You're, you've turned into a cat man. You've, you've become a hermit-based cat, cat man. I think that's a misconception. What? Well, I, I um, did I tell you that my two cats are about to go on a diet? Uh, I don't know whether you told them on the podcast, but oh no, you did. Yeah, you did because yeah. um, Hercules is taking on the chin. I'm not a I'm not a cat man. I am an animal lover, right? Who, for practical reasons, can't have a dog, right? So he decides to have a couple of cats. I see. And if I had my own way, when I get out of this whole foul jamboree in a few years' time, and I'm out in the countryside, I'll have a dog and a couple of cats. I expect. So and shove that in your pipe, Donaldson. Monkey, yeah, get, get ferret. They're is that, lovely is that what? what I see. I'm very it's like a, unclear. It's like a long egg compared to an egg. <laughs> True. Yeah, I'm very unclear on what. I'd animals... love to see a ferret eating a long egg. <gasps> hello, oh my god! Hello, at Luke and Peter. Imagine a ferret eating a long egg. Like you've made a long egg for a ferret. The image alone. It wouldn't be able to eat the whole thing. No, but it would like nibble at the. But the, the egg would be long, and the ferret would be long. Ah, oh. be so long. Can you remind me of that image? Because that's. Fantastic. Hello at LukeandPeacher.com if you can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people should better make that happen, right? Oh. I forgot what I was going to say now because um, you sidetracked me. I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go on Pets R Us. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I'm unclear, and presumably you are as well, Pete, because you've got no respect for the law. Mm. Um, what animals are legal and what aren't? Right. There's an exotic pets act, I think. You can get licenses for certain animals and stuff. But like back in the seventies, you could just buy a monkey off anyone. Exactly. Yeah. A golden age. Golden age. Do you remember a few, a few episodes ago where someone emailed us in saying that an eagle dropped a snake on a bald man's head? <laughs> it's like I'd love that. I love if that happened. Yeah, the sound it made yeah. would be amazing. But who knows? Anyway, let's go <laughs> to a break and then let's do some uh, emails, Pete. Can I use the Brian Brian, Be- Brian Blessed uh, sound effect again? Because I enjoyed down, it. It went down bloody well last time. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. She's going to report me for saying bugger, you know. Oh, just wait till I see your mother. You're in real trouble. Oh, I say, wait, you're going to go and see her. Then tell her this bugger-shaped fuck she fucking sphincter. <laughs> the fucking sphincter. It's so meaty at the end. Yeah. Uh, Remember that story about Blessed dressed as, a, as Henry VIII getting really pissed off. <laughs> and, uh, and anyway. Um, so last time around, I gave you some options for some emails involving um, testicles. Testicles. You declined those emails. No. So we're going to do them now. Do you want man damages balls or man protects balls with burrito? Oh, burrito, please. Okay. I think pushing a burrito against your testicles wouldn't be the worst thing you could do with your testicles or your burrito. This email is a man. It's from a man called Keith. Okay. Hey, you Keith. You wouldn't name a kid Keith now, would you? You, you wouldn't. Can you imagine a baby being called Keith it's now? Like baby Neil. Why would you call your baby Neil? Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine if you went around your friend's house. They say, oh, yeah, baby's been born and all that. Come and visit. Uh, no name yet. Um, yeah. I mean, all right, so you go around there with your little teddy bear and your flowers. Congratulations, go into the room. Yeah. And they spring it on you. Yeah. Oh, what have you called him? He's lovely. You're holding him. All right, so you, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. What have you called him? Keith. Baby Randy. What's your reaction? What's your reaction? What? Keith. Keith. Too late. I, I, no, no, too I, late. Yeah, You've I, already yeah. ruined it. You've taken too long. I looked at the middle distance there and I, I didn't mean to. Yeah, let's I practice it again, okay? Okay, okay right. right, ready? Um, you just you just start this role play by asking me what I've called my baby. You're holding the baby. Oh, what a beautiful baby! Oh, he's got that new baby smell. What what you called him? Uh, Keith. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> it's a ridiculous name. I'm dropping this baby immediately. No, seriously, Funk. seriously. I, I I am genuinely interested in what you would do. So do it again. But I'll do it drop properly. the baby. I just got fuck no, off. No, I just, <laughs> just got fuck it. Get fuck no. Let's go one more time. Right, uh, you start. You're holding the baby, so hold the baby. Oh, this baby is so cute. Look, he's, he's, oh, he's got such long eyelashes. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, what's his name? Warren. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm taking this baby into child protective services. <laughs> you can't be trusted. You wouldn't get, you You're wouldn't a, diddler. Get a baby called... You're a diddler. Give me another name that you wouldn't call a baby now. Franklin. No, you would. You'd get that. That's a wacky name. You'd Franklin? get that. Okay. Uh... I think Joseph's a bit of a swerve. You'd definitely get that. Yeah. Steve? <laughs> it's, the, it's a shortening though, isn't it? No, but not Stephen, Steve. Pete. Yeah, Pete. I think, I think Pete's a stupid <laughs> name for a baby. Pete. That, you wouldn't call a baby Pete now. No, it just wouldn't happen, would well, it? Well, you, you earn the dropping of the letter, don't you? Because like, I was yeah. always... Like, Peter, the baby, is it's biblical. Yeah. But Pete, the baby, 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, someone was saying to me the other day that they, they're friends. Fr- but wacky names are just, they're all the right. Yeah. Someone said to me the other day, their friend or something, whatever it was, called, uh, called their baby John. Right. After a um, a member of the family or something. But ultimately, it's still called John, right? What are you going to mm. do? Say to everyone, oh, we've called him John, but it's after a member. No, you've called the baby John. John. It sounds mad, mm. doesn't it? Anyway, Keith, <laughs> thanks for sending an email in, Keith. Adolf. We've just baby. spent the last, the last um, 10 minutes trashing your name. But look, <laughs> when you were born, I imagine it was a different time, and that name was at least slightly more acceptable. <laughs> uh, Keith says, hey, guys. Hey, Listening to the episode 76 stories of Tube Fights. Now, we named about four episodes in episode 76 <laughs> by accident. So, and like a good little content provider, I've decided to share the tale of how a bag of Chipotle once saved me on the NYC subway. Have you, are you familiar with Chipotle? Chipotle, Like yes. a Mexican fast mm. food restaurant. Din dins. Um, I think you have them in London as well. Mm. Um, I had been living in New York for a couple of years, and my parents had come down to town for a visit. After a long day of sightseeing, my brother could not wait for dinner and insisted on grabbing a burrito. Nothing wrong with that. No. Keith says, while I judged him for getting Chipotle in one of the world's greatest food cities, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, I also ended up grabbing some chips and guacamole for myself. I, of course, ended up carrying the big bag of food. As we hopped on the A-train to head back to my tiny apartment, a young homeless woman boarded along with us. She began her spiel, asking for a bit of help, and before she could get three words out, a young, fashionable woman nearby began shouting over her, talking about how this woman needs to get a job, is a blight on society, uh, etc. At which point, I, always eager to tell someone when they're wrong or being a complete dick, began shouting over the top of her. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird thing to do, isn't it? As a, as a, uh, yeah. as a, you know, a young, you know, a what's young your problem? Person. Yeah, what's your problem? Why are you, why are you, getting, why are you getting involved? What? what? Yeah. It's not You're only ever going to come off badly. But it's New York, isn't it? It's New York. Uh, Keith says, I'm sure everyone, everything I shouted was perfectly civil, but I may have blacked out from the euphoria of bringing justice to the world. Whatever I said, it prompted a quite literal knee-jerk reaction from the fashionable woman who immediately kicked out, aiming the pointy little toe of her fashionable little shoes directly for my man bits. <laughs> Fortunately for me, I had left a Chipotle bag dangling in front of me several inches below my Louis Van Gaals, yeah. that's balls, and it managed to absorb enough of the blow that my precious bits were only slightly grazed. We then rode together in awkward silence on the crowded train for several stops. My father was proud, my mother was mortified, and my brother, like with most things, was unmoved. What? So this was Did you eat the burrito? Um, exactly. Was the, were the, burrito, was the burrito unscathed? Burritos are quite robust, aren't they? No, God, no. One touch that's with the soggy bread, and then you just, you know, you've got a bag full of rice and shit. No, but I think once they're open, they're very unrobust. Mm. But when they're wrapped, foiled, they're robust. The ends are robust because they're tucked. The middle, very, very All porous, right. well, listen, very, very soft. If you get fast food, so you get a burger, yeah. in a, it wrapped a McDonald's burger, like wrapped. a cheeseburger, okay. wrapped, wrapped in a piece of paper, yeah. a burrito wrapped in foil, yeah. nice and tight, nice and tight. <laughs> nice and tight. Nice, I don't want to do an Irish accent for a Mexican <laughs> piece of food. Nice and fucking tight. Right. right? You get a... Um, what, help me out here. Bag of chicken wings. Oh, yeah. Chicken wings in a box. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you get a kebab in one of those polystyrene boxes, right? Kebab's kind of like a burrito, though, isn't it? Oh, in a polystyrene box. it's packaged box. differently, okay, so, yeah. yeah. So, so, so basically... Yeah, the burrito's definitely going to well, I'm just perish putting, first. I'm giving you a scenario. Yeah. I, go, I walk up a moderate-sized ladder, yeah. so I'm holding each foodstuff 12 feet off the floor, mm. okay? I then drop them all, completely like a science experiment that you yeah. do with like an egg mm. at school. And they land on the concrete floor. Which one is surviving the best? You're talking about two different experiments, though, because the pointy shoe 
is a small surface area impact. So it's got a puncture. So you're puncture, worried about a puncture injury puncture, here. Yeah. But they are okay. very, yeah, it, but I mean like a flat, I, I still think the Brit all fare pretty well, to be honest. But, I do as well, um, that's what I've said. But if I was going to kick one, uh, the burrito would explode immediately. Um, the boxes, it depends on whether the little uh, polystyrene clasp has maintained integrity yeah, uh, on the other two. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the burger will probably survive a bit better, I reckon, depending on how they've... Um, how tightly it's wrapped. How tightly it. it's wrapped. Sometimes yeah. they tape them, so... And they don't tape them in McDonald's. I said McDonald's. No. You don't get any tape in McDonald's. No, you don't. I think burrito is a very robust fast food stuff, and I think let's, let's just leave it there. But thanks for that, Keith. And I, I am again. I apologise for, for for riffing on your name. Yeah, uh, Kane's uh, got a different show. Thank you, Kane. Uh, not the rest, presumably. Uh, big fan of the podcast. Thank you. Uh, I thought I'd write in and explain why M and M's and such Im- such other imported luxury goods have such inflated prices. Interesting uh, term. Nice start. Inf- imported uh, luxury good, but uh, when companies over here uh, import luxury goods, they sign agreements saying they would sell these goods at predetermined high prices. Naturally, because of this, there is a surplus of high stock. This is when wholesalers can then buy these products off these suppliers for a lower price, so that these that a, these uh, companies can earn some money back, and B, these companies don't right. break the contract by selling them below the RRP. This is known as the grey market. This business strategy is seen to the larger uh, to it's a known larger as the degree. What? Sorry, Pete. Just the grey market. Oh, the grey um, market. Uh, the, this business strategy has been uh, to has been seen to a larger degree within the luxury watch industry, where luxury watches have been sold online for a fraction of the RRP, as luxury stores across the UK are scared of breaking the contract but are unable to shift those watches, so they've been selling them to big online wholesalers. Get us a bloody Rolex, Kane. Yeah, you know a lot about this. Hookers are up with a Rolex, mate. That's fascinating to me. So they don't. So to protect their contract, and I guess to protect the integrity of the brand itself, Mm. they have to almost grey market sell them on to get any money back because they can't sell them. That's mad. Yeah, big watch retail manufacturer Richemont have uh, gone out and bought every single one of their watches sold here and processed them uh, to destroy every single one of them. This has resulted in the loss of £421 million worth of watches just to, preserve, just to preserve the perceived brand value of their watches. I mean, that is ridiculous. That can, say, is that true? It's all, it's, it's all a house of cards, isn't it? This is the only reason why they're so expensive. Same with spectacles. There's only one game in town. Luxottica, I think, they own all of the um, uh, uh, spectacle brands. It's got a massive monopoly. Right. You've got, you, you know... Market forces. So you're taking a £421 million step back to go forward? Yeah. It's a gamble. It's a gamble, Yeah, but when your whole brand is built on prestige, that's what you're trading on, isn't it? Kane's busted that myth wide open. Kane's busted that wide open. Hashtag, Uh, get us a Rolex, Kane. All of my Rolexes are fake. I am an owner of a fairly expensive watch, which I saved up for ages to buy. I'm not wearing it at the moment. You're not wearing it? I look at your wrist Um, because I was like, is it too hot? Because your watch is a beast. No, I'm not, I'm, it's not because it's too hot. It's because when I work, um, it's a metal, it's got a metal, mm. um, what's it called? It's, just, it's metal, Classic, yeah, yeah. but it's got a leather strap. But it clunks on my laptop a lot. Yeah. And I've noticed that it gets um, a little bit damaged. Right. So I'm only saving it for decent occasions now. Bethels. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> I don't even wear mine every day. There you go. What about that? Um, fascinating stuff. Thanks, Kane. Yeah. What about this one, Peter? We've got time for this one, I think, from Chris okay, Gower. Okay. Who is, who is a photographer and videographer at chrisgower.com. I think I pulled this uh, one out as well because I was uh, quite excited by it. So well done, the Gower man. Yeah, well, well done, Gower. You've, you've ticked both boxes mm. there. Um, you wouldn't call your baby Chris these days, would you? Chris the baby. Chris, It's Chris's christening. We're going to call him Chris Chris Christopherson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, wouldn't, you just wouldn't do that. It's yeah, so Chris, weird to yeah, me but, that that's happened. But you wouldn't, it, but again, it's just a shortening of the name, isn't it? You, 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 I didn't realise that people were actually christened, like, you know, born as John. Instead of Jonathan, I find that very strange. John the baby, he's going to do your fucking drywall <laughs> as a baby. Yeah, um, 
don't, don't you think it's he's, in, he's installing a sump pump in your cellar? We live in a world, Pete. I think I'm right in saying where it would be less odd to call your baby Apple than it would be to call it David. Yeah. He, well, you know, we but we've um, as as a country, I think we've we've uh, we don't go to church anymore. Oh, here we and go. we're Where's enjoying this? the freedom of uh, not having to use biblical names. There's a Fox News rant. Yeah. Put the school back in Christianity. Yeah? I think it's the other way around. And put the burrito back next to your testicle where it belongs. I think people should do that fast food um, integrity test. Why? <laughs> be, I'd be interested. I Anyway, what we're we talking about? Oh yes, Chris Gower. Chris Gower. Gower has been in touch with a lovely email which I've titled. You know, I like to give these emails titles to help myself. Okay. Look, I'm not a very good broadcaster. I need aid memoirs all over the gaff. And for this one, I've called Reading Festival and Jackass combined to make for queasy reading. Ooh. Chris Gower says, "All right, chaps, you're imagine doing a festival with two broken arms." Comment reminded me of the second Reading Festival I went to in 2001. First of all, Pete, were you there? Uh, yes, I was. I think it was Marilyn Manson, Eminem. The Mad Caddies, a real big fish. The Strokes. I think 2001 is the one I went to for the day, which had an amazing day where it was Strokes, the White Stripes, the Dandy Warhols, and I think Pulp on mm. one day. Anyway. Were Pulp uh, concerned in 2001? They were. Well, they were big. They were second that headlines, was, I think, on that day. Were they? Yeah, oh, I think okay. so. I'm not a big Pulp man, but I just remember it. I'm a big Pulp man, I don't remember it. Um, um, anyway. The, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, 2004. Who headlined Reading Friday night, 2004? No, 2007, sorry, 2007. That's a bit of a change. Sorry, 2007, who headlined Friday night at Reading Festival? So Sunday night always used to be the punk type night. Well, the rock night, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Friday. It started to blur a little bit by this point, to be honest. Friday, Friday Okay, can you give me a clue? Uh, they will no Just be, give me genre they will no be headlining Lost Profits. Even the... Lost Profits. <laughs> ah, they, Lost prob- Profits. they probably played, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, it was Razorlight. Wow. Imagine that. How quickly things change. So there's a... There's Indie a, land, Phil. There's a saying in... Or um, well, there was a saying in the music industry about uh, band, firework bands. Yeah. And that's what Razor basically were. Yeah. Like, explode, gone. Mm. Like, li- almost literally gone. Mm. Like, Razor... Yeah, Razor I, there, was a, there was a poster someone sent around to me the other day, and it was a 90s revival weekender. Mm. Right, and it's bands like, I mean, it wasn't even, I mean, when I say 90s revival, and no disrespect to these bands, because I, I used to quite like a lot of them when I was a kid, but it, I'm talking, the level we're talking about here, Pete, is like cast, space. Yeah. Salad. Yeah, that type of stuff. Down the bottom, second from opener, in a 90s revival weekender, mm. Razorlight. Yeah, Razorlight, yeah, they did a lot of them. I think might, that might have been They're not shy, even a 90s band. That might have been Shine On, or maybe Starshipped, or maybe... There's loads of them now. Loads this of is your 90s, wheelhouse. 90s revival. Festivals. As the voice of Absolute Radio, Radio 90s. 90s. Oh shit, have I recorded? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, have I recorded today's show? No, it's all good. It's all anyway, good. Chris Gower. We're back in 2001, Pete. We're in, we're in Reading in the beautiful uh, rural county of Berkshire. Mere days before September 11th. Yeah, it would Will be. It, be? it would be, yeah. Late August, isn't it? Um, and a particular incident that summer, Chris says, not, not September 11th, mm. that, that led to one of my friends turning up to the festival walking wounded. Aged 16 and 17 in 2001, we have been truly caught up on the CKY jackass fervour that was gripping England. I remember it well. And a group of my friends and I used that summer and our parents' old VHS camcorders to film our own versions. Never do that. I mean, it says at the beginning, don't (laughs) do that. 
As aspiring and utterly useless skateboarders, the idea of fanning around doing stupid stunts seemed a lot more achievable than learning to do anything more than an ollie on our skateboards. While most of our stunts led to awkward video footage of us hilariously waxing up toboggans and slowly shuffling down grassy mounds in the woods, one friend lacked the sheltered suburban risk-averse mindsets of the rest of us and decided to skate behind a friend's Vauxhall Nova. As it turned out, and by the way, I don't know where Chris is from, he doesn't say, but this is so funny because I was, I'm slightly older than Chris, and so are you, Pete. But this is fairly identical to exactly what we used to get up to mm. in our town, in, down to the, to the finest detail. <laughs> a couple of my friends being shit skateboarders, and one of them having a Vauxhall Nova. Anyway, mm. as it turned out, clinging onto a rope attached to the back of a car doing 20 miles an hour, riding a Toys R Us skateboard, is quite hard. And I can still picture the moment the board's wobble got too much for him, and he planted his foot on the quickly disappearing ground, head-butted the back of the car, <laughs> then the ground, bounced a few times before rolling in a motionless heap next to the curb. Smashing. Miraculously, he avoided any breaks, but he did knock himself unconscious and tear open several large gashes up and down his body with a particularly monstrous open abscess on his left hip oh. about the size of a mini-disc. I'm keeping my references era-specific, he said. <laughs> to cut a long story short, Reading Festival was the following weekend, and tickets were a lofty 80 quid, and you had to buy them from HMV. And he attended, complete with his horrible weeping open wounds. <laughs> As we spent most of the time in the heaving, relentless circle and mosh pit that was the punk tent, he ended up having to retire to the medical tent every couple of hours or so to replace the bandages that had been smeared off onto some unfortunate punk in the mosh pit. <laughs> he also needed to self-medicate thoroughly uh, throughout the festival to keep the pain at bay. Not quite two broken arms, but a lot messier. And as a side note, Chris says, during my Reading Festival in 2000, I, uh, in 2000 sorry, I ended up accompanying my 16-year-old best mate to the medical tent after he began puking up his stomach lining because he bought a crate of special brew thinking it was what proper drinkers drank and found myself sat next to a boy, listen to this, with a smashed up face who had been hit by Matt Bellamy from Muse's guitar. Wow. In the early days of Muse, apparently, uh, he had a real tendency of just spinning around with his guitar and letting it go. He confirmed that the guitar had been retrieved by his friends who left him in a heap on the floor because it was probably worth a fair bit of money. Uh, he says, I also have a wealth of other stories, but I won't go in there against them because um, they're, not, they're not suitable, uh, especially with my last name attached. That's Chris Gower. Chris Gower. <laughs> That's the thing that uh, if you're jumping around at a festival, your arms are down, so you can't protect yourself from any errant Bellamy uh, guitars. I used to get right amongst it when I was a kid at, at, at gigs. Right oh, down yeah. there. I used to. Yeah, I bet you're a nightmare because you're a big tall boy. Yeah, I used to... I used to uh, the most recent time I did that was at Japan Droids and I felt like a teenager again. Oh, that, was yeah, about, should... that was about 10 years ago now. I think the last time I did it was, um, it was probably Bouncing Souls in 2007. You can't do it anymore because you've got the uh, sunburn problem. I would not like to be in a mosh pit right now. Have you been to the doctor about that? No. You should really go to the doctor. I mean, Why? it looks worse today than it did the other day. It's just scabbing up. I just need to let it scab up. You're, but you're scab not up. a doctor. I am a doctor. <laughs> No doctor's going to say... Technically, I am a doctor, Luke. Imagine if you went into a hospital with your leg hanging off and the doctor went, you just need to let her scab up. Yeah. <laughs> scab over. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I think that's probably just about as much time as we have. Yeah. Although um, the emails uh, have been of amazing standard recently, so do keep them coming. They really have. We've got a, we've got a bit of a backlog. We're going to pile through those, but still keep sending them in because yeah. we will get to them. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is your destination for that. And if you like the show, this is really important. If you're listening right through to the end, do, do tell your friends uh, about the show if you like it and help us to spread the word. I will gash you. Or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your pods. Either works. Why not do both? Yeah. Cheers for that, Peter. We'll see you again. I'll see you again next time. Fucking sphincter.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.